Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. So Jalen Ramsey just picked off Nick Foles after a huge 65-yard type punt by the Rams. And uh, the uh, Bears had the ball like inside their 10 again and to start the drive. And then he throws a terrible pass uh, to Graham, and it was picked off, both feet inbounds by Ramsey. Great uh, play by Ramsey, no doubt. Graham, he was about to make that catch until uh, he didn't see Ramsey standing uh, behind him, and Ramsey picked it off. So I think – I don't know. You could uh, tell me I'm wrong, but fair enough. I think Nick Foles uh, looks terrible tonight. That's just all there is to it. And I, you know, I heard my buddy said uh, he's got no help. And I don't, I actually don't believe that. I mean, they have, uh, I, you know, I I like the kid Cole Komet. I think Graham can still make plays. I think the kid Mooney's uh, as fast as lightning. Uh, Robinson's a great player. you know, this team, if you ask me, uh, they have all kinds of guys that can play. I mean, honestly, uh, I, I like their special teams. I really I like Patterson running back kicks and he, he can he can still catch passes and make plays. The guy's incredible. I think their defense is loaded uh, with guys like, you know, Jackson and uh, Screen, Mingo. I, I think, you know, uh, obviously. Uh, people always talk about, you know, Mac, the same uh, name you always hear about, but they got guys on that team, Fuller and uh, Roquan Smith. Uh, they got all kinds of players on the Bears, bottom line. You know, the Bears were 5-1. and one. Now suddenly they suck. No, I think the bottom line is this, is that uh, Foles tonight, 223, two picks, and a seven-yard average. He got sacked three times, as usual. You get that pressure from Donald and company. So... You know, I think they have all kinds of uh, speed at receiver that can make plays. And Foles is supposed to be this great quarterback, and I just don't think he is. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. 
So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. So this kicker, hacker, the punter has had all these great punts tonight. Like nobody's business. Like he is, uh, I don't know how many he's kicked, uh, uh, you know, in terms, how many? So I think he's every, punted every, five times tonight and every one of them has been down inside the 10. I know like, but some of them have been literally right. Like 60 Five plus like type yard punts. I mean, he is just booming these kicks and he throws it like a rugby player. He doesn't even hold on to it. He just drops it out of the air onto his foot. Like you would think that when a guy drops the ball in conditions, let's say wet, windy, anything, that that would be a dangerous way to make a living, dropping it from your hand up in the air down to your foot and just kicking it that way. But he, indoors and in, in dry, perfect you know, conditions in a dome in, in SoFi in Los Angeles, this guy is just booming kicks. And he has been a difference maker in this football game. He's pinned the uh, bears back every single time he kicks it. And it's, I think had a huge effect on this football game. And it's just the craziest thing (laughs) that you've ever seen. Right? Like, so uh, I think the guys had a huge influence on the game. Now, going back to, uh, you know, in terms of uh, this guy Foles, I have to say, so the Bears have had 13 first downs in this game, eight passing first downs. They've uh, thrown, he's thrown for 233, 26 to 36, six yard average, two picks, sacked three times. They've had no rushing attack whatsoever against the Rams. Meanwhile, the Rams ran it for 166 yards. Goff has barely had to pass it. Uh, 207 yards, 22 of 33, uh, 5.9 yard average, and he's been sacked twice, but no picks. So I knew a guy that made a big bet tonight on uh, Foles not throwing a pick. That did not go well for him. He had a huge prop going on. Foles not throwing a pick, and he threw the uh, first pick member in the end zone, and uh, now the second pick to Ramsey. So uh, that ticket uh, is in the garbage now at this point. But I got to tell you, uh, Mafia, you tell me. Do you think he's uh, a good quarterback? Do you? Because I know he had. I, I'm willing to admit that he. You know, we all know he had a great day uh, for the Eagles in the Super Bowl, and he was the MVP, and so. He would have been better off retiring that day than what's happened since. Like what's happened since is he's gone to Jacksonville and did absolutely nothing, right? 
And uh, then, you know, he's replaced by Minshew. And then he gets traded, whatever. He ends up with the Bears. And then, uh, you know, it's funny. They, they bench Trubisky after he has, like, one bad half. And they finally yank him and put Foles in. Do you think he's been that good? Like, because I know that they were five and one going into this game, but don't tell me they're five and one because of uh, Foles. Because you got to remember, I don't know what game it was, but Trubisky won at least three of those games, right? So maybe it was two. I think it was three. I could be wrong, but he had a, a piece of that success. And then he had a bad day and they benched him for this guy. And. Uh, you know, they've won all these, you keep hearing they went ugly and they win all these uh, games the ugly way. And then they're always Nagy saying, uh, you know, we, I'd rather win ugly than uh, lose looking good. So which is it, Mafia? Do you believe in Foles? Do you think he's uh, a, a good quarterback? And do you think he's that much better than Trubisky? Seriously? No and no. I don't think either of them are great. I think they had two bad quarterbacks and they're just going that way. They're going to ride with whoever was playing, you know, the least worst at that time. Trubisky had the upper advantage, obviously, coming into camp, knowing that the system and all that stuff, because he's been there, and Foles had to learn new stuff, and, you know, he caught up eventually, and, and it's just nothing. They're, they're both guys that are good backups. They're serviceable backups that come in and maybe, you know, get you a win if, if you're in a situation where the starter gets hurt. Neither of them are starting NFL quarterbacks that are going to make you, you know, a playoff contender or a Super Bowl contender. They're both guys that... You know, can get the job done. They can do enough, but they're going to make that mistake when you put them in there long enough. And we've seen that time and time again with them. And this year, they've got it done with the defense and the running game and those guys making, you know, timely plays here or there. But it's going to start falling apart. You know, when they play these better teams, when they play the Rams, sure, you can come back against the Falcons and some of these other crappy teams they're playing. You're not going to do that against the good teams like the Rams. I think he, like, he just threw a bomb. And I mean, it was a pretty nice pass, but it was incomplete. But he threw it like 60 yards. Do you think that he throws a better deep ball and takes better risks and chances than Trubisky did? In other words, his chances and his risks uh, have a better chance of uh, being realized than Trubisky's. Yeah, I would say that he he takes more opportunities to try to throw deep and make big plays. I think Trubisky was more conservative, always worried so much about turning it over because he did a bunch that he, you know he'd also often go to the check down way too often, way too much, and have it. You know, situations where you're getting these three-yard passes every time, Bulls will take a chance, and sometimes that burns them. Like we just saw with the the second interception there where it was, you know, throwing into double coverage, and yeah, if Ramsey doesn't come in and pick that off, the guy makes the pass, but the problem is Ramsey was there, and he was in the perfect position, and he made the pick. So he takes those chances, and sometimes it might sneak in there, but more often than not, they get knocked down, and they get picked off, and it just costs them. Trubisky, on the other hand, never really gave you that opportunity because he was always just taking a safe play. So today, Adam Kaplan, our NFL insider on uh, Coast to Coast, he's uh, on Sports Grid. He comes on uh, our TV show on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, right? Uh, we're on at 4 to 6 Eastern and uh, 1 to 3 West. And all I know is is that it did, he tried to tell me that the Bears are a better team than the Rams. And, uh, you know... Uh, I, my question to you is, now you've seen him play tonight. Now, I know this is just one game. Anyone could have won. The Bears could have just as easily won this game as the Rams. Let's say they played at Soldier Field. I'm sure the Bears would have probably won the game. But uh, what I saw tonight was um, 
in my opinion, without a doubt, not even close that the Rams are better than the Bears. And and so I got to be honest, like I bet on the Rams. I laid five and a half, you know, documented that I did. So I don't I never lie about my bets. And you know that you run Pharrellandevents.com with me. So, uh, you know, I was on him and I believe the Rams are a better team than the Bears. Uh, I believe that I actually think Goff is better than Foles. And I, and I know that, you know, they all say the Bears defense is better. The Rams have a better pass rush than, in my opinion, than the Bears with Aaron Donald. No questions asked. I know the Bears have a good defense, but I think Aaron Donald's a freak. I think the Rams secondary is better than the Bears secondary. And I just saw two picks and Jalen Ramsey doing whatever he wants. And I actually think uh, Woods and, and Cup are better than Robinson and Mooney. And, uh, you know, I won't deny that the Bears have quality receivers. I'm not saying they're terrible. I'm just saying I think the Rams are a better team. And I know a lot of people were on the Bears today. And fine, I know Bears could have won and covered. But do you think I'm crazy that the Rams are better? No, I don't think you're crazy. Obviously, from the results, we're seeing that. I think the Rams have a lot better individual players. And the Bears have been more of a system team right now with their wins and losses. The problem with the Rams is that they haven't been as consistent as we want to see. Like the Bears are who you know you exactly who you think they are. Like they're not going to be an offensive juggernaut, put up a ton of points. They're going to try to slow it down, drag you into the mud, and eventually you know make the play here or there to get those extra points they need. The Rams are going to be the more high flying, more dynamic. They have the better individual players in Donald and Ramsey, but maybe not as strong total defense. Or you know they have the better players in Goff and Cup and Woods, but maybe not. You know, the more more consistent and on the same page offense all the time. You know, I think if we saw better from the Rams last week, then it probably would have been a bigger spread and they probably would have been more, you know, more favored closer to what they're winning at. But we saw them get smoked by San Francisco. So of course everybody overreacts and says, Oh, well that they're Fugazi, they're not who we thought they were, and they shouldn't be favored by that much, even though they're at home, and then they go and put a performance like this on, and next week, you know, be to a double digit lead somewhere if they're playing another crappy team. That's it's what it's gonna be. They just swing it back and forth. Well, did you just see uh, on fourth down the pass that Foles uh, made? I mean. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys. And I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you. Because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I don't know, Mafia, if you because I know you're busy and everything with uh, your wedding and all the rest. So I know you don't sit around uh, right now during these trying times watching all the uh, 
college football games on Saturday. I know you you watched the fight, right? Is that what you watched? Because you, I think you, I think you t- tweeted out something like the fight was over and you were done with sports for the day. So you just don't watch college football. Is that what it boils down to? No, no, I was half kidding with that. Like I, it made me feel like, all right, now I watch the fights. You know, it seems like that's usually the end of the Saturday night. So then I'm like. Am I still going to watch sports? But no, I was still watching college football. I still, I mean, especially I was on from nine to midnight with Kevin. So we were all over, you know, that baseball, the World Series game, we were all over the college football games. You know, I was actually watching your boys against Virginia in that downpour, you know, betting on the under because I didn't think anyone was going to score with how much it was raining in the SMU Cincinnati game. So I was definitely still watching college football after the, the fights were over. I just felt like at that point, it was like, okay, well, that's the end of my day, right? Did the, did the under hit in the Miami game? It did, and it, I was going for the under in SMU Cincinnati, too, and I was looking good with six minutes left. SMU turned the ball over to Cincinnati on, like, a fourth and goal at their own five. I'm like, all right, they're just going to run this out. I, I got it. Like, I had an eight-point cushion at that point, and Cincinnati breaks off a 95-yard for a touchdown. And then SMU gets the ball back, and, and they get, you know, shut down again and give it back to Cincinnati, and they break off, like, a 50-yard touchdown score, 14 points in four minutes, and just completely kill me. I don't know if you saw, but I had a really good day Saturday in college football. I did say, yeah, I I went crazy hitting bets. So as usual, it it was all happening on Saturday. I mean, it just was left and right. So I have some of those plays for you. Or I just I kind of wanted to look back at the games really quick. You know, not not in a lengthy fashion, but just in straight up, like what happened on Saturday. Because I don't really get to do this on uh, coast to coast. I mean, we talk about the big games. You know, Alabama and and all the, you know, the big games that happened and the upsets and the Indiana, Penn State and, you know, some of the other ones, the Rutgers beating Michigan State. And not that anyone cares about Rutgers, but they did. uh, They did beat Michigan State and they were like 13 and a half point dogs or something like that. It may have been even worse than that. I don't even remember. Uh, I want to see what that number was, by the way, uh, against Michigan State. I had it somewhere. Uh, I just want to, I have to look around for it is the problem. I have so many bets, right? So I'm just looking right now. Could have sworn I knew where that bet was on my sheets. I have like a lot of sheets, right? So uh, whatever. Uh, I I can't find it, but oh, there it is. It, it was 12 and a half. See, I thought it was 13, whatever. Uh, 13 and a half, whatever. So anyway, 12 and a half. There it is. I see it now. All right. So uh, I I got that game wrong, but um, I you know I go over the big games that, like the Ohio State, Nebraska, and blah blah blah, and uh, you know I, I don't remember any of the other major ones that we talked about. Oh, Oklahoma State, we talked about that was one of them, and then uh, I just want to see a Michigan, Minnesota, we talked about, uh, and I think that was. We even mentioned the San Diego State win over UNLV for our friends in uh, San Diego and uh, on Mightier 1090. And obviously, uh, I like the Mountain West. I'm a fan of Pac-12 Mountain West football. I like it. I lived out there for a long time, so I'm a fan. So count me in on those games. Anyway, so I hit uh, Notre Dame. They blew out Pitt 45-3. Uh, Clemson, uh, I hit to win Syracuse. I hit plus the 46. I got it at 44 and a half. I hit Ohio state all over, uh, Nebraska and I laid 25 and a half. And that was my number one bet. And it hit both ways, win and spread North Carolina. I laid, uh, 16 and a half 
in a rivalry game against NC State. Everyone and their brother came on my show and told me, take NC State in the points. I said, they're playing with a third-string quarterback that's never played before. I don't care if it's a rivalry game or if his mother's in the stands. All I know is I had North Carolina double cover there. Kansas State, same thing, taking on Kansas, rivalry game. Everybody told me that'll be close because it's a rivalry game, whatever that means. All I know is Kansas State, I laid uh, 18 and a half, double cover there. Coastal Carolina, I hit, beating Georgia Southern. Army, uh, Mercer, that was easy. But Auburn, I had over Ole Miss, and they covered. And I was laying two and a half, win uh, and spread. I hit. Uh, Oklahoma to win, Memphis to win, but how about Temple covers for me with 12 and a half. They lost by 12. I covered by the hook. Cover. And then um, Charlotte I hit and UTEP. UTEP with the spread getting 14 and a hook. They lost by 10. Double cover. Uh, I got the Louisville game wrong. Fair enough. I get games wrong, just so we're clear. I, I went with Florida State with an upset. I got the Michigan State game wrong. I hit Liberty uh, and laid 10.5 double cover. I hit Central Florida. Uh, they did not cover the 18.5, but I hit them to win. Marshall and FAU, I hit both ways. I had uh, FAU at 15.5. They lost 20 to 9 to Marshall on the road. Double cover. I had Alabama over Tennessee laying 21. And a hook, and I had the uh, 48-17 double cover. I had Oklahoma State. They, I lost by a hook on the spread, but I hit them to win. Uh, Penn State, I lost because I didn't think Indiana, my alma mater, would beat Penn State, let alone cover. So uh, I got that wrong. But I was, I totally sat and watched the game and enjoyed every minute of my team not winning a bet for me. I because I, I've watched Indiana lose for 35 years. And I went to Indiana, right? I was there in 87 when Bill Mallory's Hoosiers with Thompson, the running back, uh, beat Ohio State in Columbus. And they carried Bill Mallory off the field. They showed it during the game on Saturday. That's, that's how long it's been since they beat a top 10. They had the longest streak in FBS in college football in losses in against top 10 teams in college football. The longest streak ever. And they ended it on Saturday with that overtime win over Penn State. Whether the call was right or not, whether he hit the pylon first or whether it hit the ground and the pylon or whether he hit the ground first, then the pylon, it was too hard to tell. And so when it's too hard to tell, it has to be uh, automatic. It's got to be it's it's so imperative that they understand that that fans understand that they, it has to be so clear cut in the, when they do the review to change the call on the field, it has to be obvious. And that was not obvious. So they never reversed it. They just absolutely left it as it stood and Indiana won the game. So I thought that was incredible. I haven't seen them win a game that big in 32 years. That's how long it's been. And I said this today on coast to coast, just so we're clear. I'm a, I'm a Miami Kane fan. Okay. I like Indiana. I went to school at Indiana. I'm an IU alum, but I'm a I'm a Bob Knight protege. I worked for Bob Knight. I worked for I liked the basketball. That was my reason for going there. And uh, I wanted to be around Bob Knight. And I was. And so I worked with the basketball team. I'd never had a lot to do with the football team other than broadcasting uh, from the games uh, after the games, like post-game show and pre-game show and Indiana's Bill Mallory's Hurry and Hoosiers. I was there for all of that, but I didn't care about the football team because they never won. They sucked. I mean, they lost every game they played. 
And I couldn't take it. I was like, I'm going to drink beer and smoke fatties. I have no time for this because I was a Canes fan. I like winners. There are five national championships. I like watching a team kick ass and take names. I've been a Canes fan for 40 years. So um, I don't care about Indiana, but I I love them because I went to school there. So to see him finally win a game, I was almost crying because I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe they actually did it. But I don't think Penn State's that good. You understand? And now they play Ohio State this week in Miserable Valley, and they're getting 12 and a hook against the Buckeyes. And I think the Buckeyes are flat out better than Penn State, hands down, no questions asked. And I know that people are trying to, you know, cook the books on this game and say, oh, this is the biggest game of the week. And this is the featured attraction, and it's prime time, and it's the game everybody wants to watch. But I don't think Penn State's that good. I just saw it. They lost to Indiana. I mean, they just couldn't do anything against Indiana. He threw a bomb late for a touchdown for the lead, but they did not play well in Bloomington. That's all there is to it. And even though they dominated that game in terms of yardage and everything else, time of possession, everything, they did. I didn't. I never thought they looked good. They didn't put them away, right? So. I don't know if I believe in Penn State at all to be ready for Ohio State. I don't care where they play the game, right? But I just have a hard time not taking 12 and a half in their building. I don't care if fans are there or not. In a Big Ten war that they've been licking their chops, they look past Indiana right to that Ohio State game. Believe me, you. They thought they had that game in Bloomington in the bag the minute they got off the bus. So anyway, um, Vatek and Wake Forest. I had Wake Forest with the uh, spread, and it was just a beautiful cover. The Rice game I lost in double overtime. The kid hit uh, the both posts and the crossbar, a four-doinker, and I lost the bet. It was awful. Uh, here you go, Houston and Navy. I got to get down to business here. Houston and Navy. I have it right here. Houston, and then I took Navy in the 13 and a half. They didn't cover, but I had Houston winning. Texas, I had laying nine and a half against Baylor with the double. Cover. No coach for Purdue. Jeff Brom with COVID. No problem. I had Purdue getting four and uh, three and a half. They won outright against Iowa in West Lafayette with the double cover. Uh, There you go. Uh, Georgia State burned me on Troy. I hit uh, BC over Georgia Tech and I was laying four and a half. I hit Western Kentucky on the money line Chattanooga with 14 and a half. The double cover. And then uh, I lost Kentucky against Missouri, but I hit Texas Tech at home in Lubbock, an upset over West Virginia, getting two and a half with a double cover. We'll look at the rest of the games. I mean, I had a huge day Saturday counting money with my tongue. So this Saturday night, October 31st, Pharrell Ween, uh, two of the best boxers in the world, go head-to-head for the fight of the year. Don't miss Tank Davis, Gervonta Davis against Leo Santa Cruz. Are you kidding me? El Terremoto, live on Showtime pay-per-view. It's going to be incredible. Two of the best fighters in the world go at it. How about this? A true 50-50 matchup between all action fighters. Davis, a knockout artist. 
And Santa Cruz is the heavy hands that just keep on going. He throws more hands than anybody I've ever seen in fighting. The four-fight pay-per-view card is going to be at the Ferrellamo Dome in San Antonio with the first major boxing event with fans in attendance since COVID-19 happened. They got all kinds of protocols in place. They're going to have seats blocked off in sections for fans that are there together to keep them away from people they aren't with. So everything's spaced out and they're going to have all these uh, applicable guidelines that you got to adhere to. Ticket Master has tickets on sale now. You can go to this fight Saturday night in San Antonio at the Alamo Dome. And uh, you got the uh, Santa Cruz 130-pound belt on the line and the Davis 135-pound belt on the line. It hasn't happened really uh, since back in the day when uh, Sugar Ray Leonard fought Donnie Lalonde for the light heavyweight and super uh, middleweight titles. And then Floyd did it against Marcos Maidana uh, in a fl- uh, fight in 2014, which was for the super welterweight and the welterweight championship belts. So you get rare fights like this. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, unbeaten San Antonio native and WBA super lightweight champ Mario Berrios taking on his uh, uh, title, defending it against Ryan Cowboy Carl of Houston in a great co-featured bout. There's other fights as well. Regis Prograce taking on unbeaten contender Juan Geraldes and lightweight contenders in a eliminator bout. Isaac Cruz and Diego Magdaleno, who's a really tough fighter for the IBF uh, title eliminator. And all of it's available on Showtime pay-per-view. Go to the Showtime app or on your smart TV or connected device. You can order online at Showtime.com or contact your cable TV operator or satellite provider to order the fight. This Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern on Showtime pay-per-view, it's Davis and Santa Cruz for the world. I love it. So anyway, uh, I was talking about uh, college football and I was right at the uh, basically the Texas Tech upset of West Virginia in Lubbock. I hit that both ways. LSU, South Carolina hit LSU both ways. South Alabama. uh, I hit on the money line against Monroe. I took the 14 and a half. They didn't cover. I had Boise uh, laying 15 and a half double covered air against Utah State. I had Nevada in an upset. They were getting. Three and a half at home in Reno. They beat Wyoming in overtime. So I got the double cover there. I lost on the Minnesota bet. I lost on the Hawaii bet. I hit Northwestern both ways against Maryland, beat them 43 to three. I hit Miami to win on a money line. Virginia on the spread, 1914 was the final there. Texas San Antonio, I went with, how about this one? I had them winning. They were laying one and a half. They won by one. So I lost by the hook. Uh, to uh, Louisiana Tech on the spread side, but I split that. Uh, I lost SMU. I went for the upset there against Cincinnati. I hit BYU against Texas State, and I was uh, laying 29 and a half. That covered uh, both ways. I hit San Diego State on the money line. I went with UNLV with the points. They got slaughtered 34-6. They didn't cover. I got burned on San Jose State uh, against Air Force. I had Air Force minus six and a half, and San Jose State beat them outright. But um, It was a huge day. Uh, 64% of my bets hit. Not bad, right? I can live with that every day. Just so you know, uh, this week you got a couple of games on Thursday. Uh, One of them is Colorado State and Fresno State. That game's in Fresno. Colorado State favored by one. Friday you got uh, four games. Uh, Marshall's at Florida International. Minnesota's at Maryland. East Carolina at Tulsa. And Hawaii's at Wyoming. 
Saturday on Pharrell Wayne, a lot of good games. It starts with Notre Dame and Georgia Tech. Uh, they're playing a Bobby Dodd in Atlanta. Notre Dame's favored by 20. Clemson laying 31 to BC in Clemson. Georgia's at Kentucky laying 14 and a hook. Cincinnati's at home against Memphis. That's going to be a great game. Cincinnati's laying seven. I think today I got them. I, I can be wrong. I think today I got them at like six, six and a half. I could be wrong. Michigan, uh, 24 and a half. They're favored over Michigan State. I got it at 25 and a half, so it already went down. And then uh, Kansas State's at West Virginia. West Virginia's laying three and a half. Coastal Carolina's at Georgia State. Coastal laying three. Iowa State's at Kansas laying 28 and a hook. That's a big spread for them. Uh, Texas San Antonio at Florida Atlantic and Boca. Florida Atlantic laying six and a half. Temple at Tulane. Tulane laying four and a half. Purdue's at Illinois and Champaign-Urbana. Purdue laying seven on the road. Good luck. Uh, Wake Forest and Cuse. Wake's laying 11 at the Carrier Dome. North Texas UTEP. North Texas favored by five. UCF's at Houston favored by three. Rice at Southern Miss. Southern Miss laying three. Arc State. Arkansas State against Troy. Arkansas State laying three at home. Wisconsin's in Lincoln laying six and a half. At the beginning of the day, I could be wrong. Uh, I could have sworn, and I could look at it right now. They were laying nine and a half, and it and everybody pounced on it. Because I said that today on Coast to Coast, nine and a half, and Wisconsin's their top quarterback, Cone, broken foot, the backup freshman that had the greatest day of his life on Saturday or Friday night when they won. They they rolled Illinois, and the guy was nearly perfect. He went off. He's got COVID. They're going with some no name kid. And that's why that line moved so fast from nine and a half to six and a half. Because, and I said this today on Coast to Coast, Nebraska, they may have got their ass beat by Ohio State, but I guarantee you Ohio State's sore uh, coming off that game on Saturday. I guarantee you Sunday and Monday they were moving real slow because Nebraska played a very physical football style. Scott Frost had them out there absolutely banging. And they had two players, I believe, ejected from that game for targeting. They came to Columbus with one goal in mind, and that was physicality against the Buckeyes. They were hitting. And so if they hit Wisconsin like this, and if they go after this third-string quarterback of Wisconsin's, the way they're hitting Ohio State, they may beat them. Now, I could be wrong. Obviously, there's no there's no doubt it could go the other way. Uh, Wisconsin's better than Nebraska, hands down, but not with their quarterback situation and being on the road in Lincoln. I don't care if there's no fans there; they're still playing in Lincoln. That's it. Uh, you know, you're watching NFL, you're still betting. You're watching college, and there's no fans, you're still betting. Some games have fans at them, you're still betting. Fans don't mean jack to betters. I mean, bottom line, there's. No one I know stopping betting because uh, of the weather or because there's no fans there. Doesn't stop anybody. People run to the window and bet. That's all there is to it. Indiana's playing at Rutgers. As you know, Mafia, I refuse to talk about betting on Rutgers anywhere because it's a danger to my religion. UAB and Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech's getting 11 at home. TCU's at Baylor. TCU laying two and a half. LSU at Auburn. LSU's laying three. Northwestern in Iowa City against the Hawkeyes. Iowa's laying two and a hook. Texas, Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Cowboys laying three and a half. That's going to be a really good game. Texas can beat them. Uh, Oklahoma State's ranked sixth. If you want to believe all the charts and graphs, college football rankings. 
Uh, they're the sixth best team in the country. I'll believe it when I see it. Ole Miss, and I just don't think that'll hold water the rest of the season with Oak State. Ole Miss and Vandy, Ole Miss laying 18 because Vandy scores eight points a game. They're terrible. And Ole Miss scores, but they just lose. And their coach is in trouble. He got fined 25 grand today. Uh, Appalachian State and Monroe, App State laying 31 and a half on the road. Monroe's awful. Vodtech and Louisville. In Louisville, Vodtech's laying three and a half. Boise's at Air Force. Boise's laying 14. Remember, San Jose State beat Air Force. What do you think Boise's going to do to them? They're going to beat them senseless. I don't care where they play. They play in Colorado Springs at the Air Force Academy. You know what they should do? Get in a plane and fly away before they have to play that game and bend over. Mississippi State and Alabama and Tuscaloosa, they're laying 31. I got 32 and a hook. Duke and Charlotte, uh, Duke laying 10 at home to Charlotte. And then uh, San Jose State laying 13 and a half to New Mexico in San Jose. They moved the game from uh, Albuquerque to San Jose because of COVID. Ohio State, Penn State. Ohio State's laying 12 and a half in Happy Valley. Arkansas and AM at Kyle Field. AM laying 11 and a half. Florida's uh, back practicing today. They're laying 13 against Missouri in the swamp. Navy SMU. SMU laying 14 and a half in Dallas. North Carolina, Virginia. North Carolina laying six and a half in Charlottesville. Oklahoma, Texas Tech. Oklahoma's laying 14 a hook in Lubbock. Louisiana and Texas State. Louisiana laying 16 and a half on the road. San Diego State, Utah State. San Diego State laying seven and a half. The Aztecs on the road at Logan taking on Utah State. And Western Kentucky, BYU at BYU. BYU laying 29. Nevada, the uh, pack going to Vegas to take on UNLV. And it's 14. And I think they play that game at Allegiant, the new Raiders uh, stadium. I think UNLV is playing there as well since they played it. Uh, that trap Sam Boyd all these years. What a hellhole that was. I saw that Grateful Dead there on acid once. Had a good time. It was rather hot, though. And in the desert, I was so thirsty. The combination of the trip and the desert. I mean, honestly, I could have drank like an entire like truck full of liquid. Literally like a, a diesel truck. Is diesel liquid mafia? Is it just vapor? I believe it is liquid. It's a gasoline now, so I wouldn't drink it. Well, I was drinking fire that day. Fireball, son, before it ever came in a bottle. Did a lot worse things at that concert. Good. Bye, Uncle John. I don't know the words and I don't really care because I'm tripping. And I don't like chicks that have hairy armpits and eat peanut butter and bananas on white bread. No, I don't. Anyway, I have no idea what just happened there. Mafia, did you see the run I went on in the uh, NFL going out yesterday? Cardinals win and in overtime, getting points at home. Uh, Chiefs uh, winning in Denver. And then Chargers and the eight. Tampa Bay and the three. And Rams and the five and a half. I mean, that's a strong effort right there. I mean, that is. That's how you close out a week. That's how you close it out. Nine and one in the last 10 bets. Not bad, right? You got to love it. 
I loved it. I got to tell you, I'm like, I'm actually, I touch myself when I hit nine of 10. I touch myself. I want you to touch me. Whenever I'm hot, Mafia, you know, I start touching myself. I get like, I get all kinds of, I have to wipe off the, you know, the fame. I get, uh, when I get them glory snags going, I start thinking I have to give myself a, you know, I may have to go to the the Lotus, you know, Mafia, get a foot massage. You know how they get around Bob Kraft. People get all sensitive when Pharrell goes to the massage parlor. I don't care what they think. I love my massage parlor. They love me in there. Oh, Pharrell! They yell when I'm coming in with my mask on and my earbuds. I don't listen to them when they talk to me either. They're always asking me about things when I'm in there. I don't listen to a word they say to me. I always just say, I can't hear anything you're saying anymore. Rub my feet. They're sore from playing hoops, woman. Yeah, I don't know the exact details. I could be off on this, but what I'm seeing is, and Marenzi's next with Sports Rage, my boy. Uh, let's bring him in. Gabe, I don't know if you know this whole story, but like, you know, the Wisconsin quarterbacks out with the foot in a boot, yep, and then yep. the freshman played great uh, in the game against Illinois Friday night. He was like almost perfect. He went off, like broke a record. It was like the greatest yeah, true Mark. freshman performance ever but then he came down with COVID now what I'm seeing is another quarterback on their team came down with it too now that's like all their quarterbacks and that line went from nine and a half in Lincoln to six and a half faster than you could spit do you think they'll cancel the game with Wisconsin's problems um no um because you know you know and I know that the college College deans and athletic directors, they don't care about safety. They don't care about the kids. They don't care about anything, and neither do the coaches, right? So, no, they're not going to cancel anything. They want it to play. Here here we are right now, and there was a lot of hype about Wisconsin. I saw, oh, look at Wisconsin, you know, New Year's Six Bowl games after that win right. against Illinois and, right. and that stuff. But And now, as you stated, listen, as a Michigan fan, hey, it is what it is. I don't like the Badgers anyway, Scotty. (laughs) Yeah, I don't either. Uh, Do you think Michigan will handle the wood uh, that 25-and-a-half went to 24-and-a-half against Michigan State in Ann Arbor after the performance they put on against Minnesota? Normally, I'd say absolutely not. No way in hell. But don't you get the feeling that this is bizarro world with Michigan and they're just going to start kicking the crap out of people? Um, you know, everyone, you know, if, if Harbaugh would have lost that game, Scotty, it would have been the number one trending topic on Twitter. Ah, ha, 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 Harbaugh sucks. They win, you know, nothing. I'm, you know, I don't want to lay this many points. It's a rivalry game. Um, you know, I get it. Listen, Rutgers are going in the right direction right now. Great hire with Shiano, and I was on Rutgers plus the points. A lot of points to be laying with the Wolverines, but I think they could drill them, Scotty. Yeah. Uh, have a great show, Marenzi. I had the Rams tonight, minus five and a half. Happy with that. I'll see you tomorrow on Coast to Coast, 4 p.m. Good job, Moff. Good night. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.